Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and I want to thank you for joining us as we study the Word of God. You may contact us in one of two ways. First, through email at pastoreric523 at gmail.com. Again, that's pastoreric523 at gmail.com. Or you can write us at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia 30061. Today, we're going to start a new series on Grace Foundations. And the first part of that, we're going to concentrate on God's love for us. Again, we're going to start a new series today called Grace Foundations. And the first part is going to be God's love for us. For I believe that many believe that we talk about grace and the relationship that God has for us and his love, how he sent his son. And uh, it's recorded over in the book of St. John 3. Uh, 15, 16, which are familiar scripture, scriptures to many. And St. John 3, 15 says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that everlasting life is more than an, an existence because everybody that has time on this earth, that's born into this earth, has and will have eternal life. Now, there are two eternal lives or two eternal destinations, which as believers, we believe that either you will spend your time in peace with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, or you will spend your time in torment because you rejected the love that God sent for us. And going back to that 16th verse, it talks about for God so loved because as I've said in previous teachings, the reputation, the uh, MO of God, the uh, character of God has been slandered through, throughout the ages where God has been seen as this man or this old gray-headed man with a thunderbolt in his hand or with, a, uh, you know, with judgment in his hand ready to strike down anyone you know, at your first mistake, at your first uh, error, at your first sin or whenever you sin, uh, when everything goes wrong, many times. They write down, you know, uh, this is an act of God. They put they even put that in contracts today. That where it was, is a, it could be a flood or a tornado or wildfire or any of those things. Those are called acts of God, which can, which can uh, affect or terminate a contract. But I want to say to you today, God's very character is love. God is motivated. His very desire, his very being is love. And this is what he said in, in uh, John 3.16, he says, for God so loved that he gave. Love causes a person to give. It causes them, uh, it causes uh, uh, an action within uh, the believer and those who are, who have a uh, desire to help people. It's called compassion because compassion is, is, is love in action. It doesn't just uh, show uh, doesn't exhibit pity where you know you can drive by an accident and pity the people who were in the accident and said oh isn't that bad or isn't that sad uh, of, of the damage to the car or the loss of life all those things can be you know you can say oh you know that's so sad or the wars we hear the one we're hearing about now over in Ukraine where you know the uh, lives are being lost on lost on both sides uh, and, you know, people will can say, oh, you know, I really pitied what's going on. And isn't that sad? But compassion will cause you to pray. Compassion, uh, you may can't visit in person. Maybe you could send money or you could send, um, you know, send aid in one, one sort of another. That's compassion. 
And the greatest show or greatest display of passion, of uh, compassion is what God did for man. And, and, and to even go further, God showed his love for us, even in his very creation. When God created Adam and Eve, before Adam took a breath on this, on this earth, God had provided a place for him to live, food for him to eat, a perfect atmosphere for him to breathe, a garden for, uh, for him to uh, uh, exist in. God made it perfect for him, for he and his wife Eve. And, 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 and that's the very nature of God. He's a loving, caring God. Uh, he's a God that wants to show himself to the people who will, who will, who will uh, accept and receive him. He just, we, I've heard it put this way in a recent uh, teaching that I was listening to, how that uh, the believer, uh, the, those who believe in God must be perfect receivers. What does that mean? That means that we have to get the attitude of God loves to give. And if I will receive his love, not just to be saved, but and in my salvation, but in my everyday walk of life, God desires to share wisdom with us. He gave us his Holy Spirit. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit, the comforter, will lead and guide us into all truth. And doesn't that name just sound, you know, the, the, he said the comforter. And whenever we think about comfort, we think about, you know, in, in a place where, you know, you're at peace. And you can be not the peace that the world describes. You know, uh, many of us, we're praying and I'm praying for uh, peace in, uh, in Europe now between Russia and Ukraine. And yes, that is a peace that's needed. But there's also a peace in the midst of war. There's peace in the midst of chaos. God can settle your very heart, your very mind, your very, na very, your very nature to where you're at ease. You say within yourself, God is for me. He sent his son. He gave me the best gift that he could ever give. So if God is willing to send his son to, to, to save me for eternity, why wouldn't he keep me in this chaos, in this, in what's going on over in Ukraine or, you know, or, or, or what's going on in this country where, you know, not only in the United States, but all over the world, we see prices rising. Uh, uh, many have lost their jobs and, and, and those who do have jobs, they've seen where gas now is going up to uh, three, four, five dollars a, a, a gallon more. And, and salaries aren't rising that fast. But the fact of the matter, what I'm talking about today is that God sees you. He's just, again, he's not that angry, angry uh, uh, being, that angry God in the heavens looking to destroy you. But he's looking to show, he's looking for you to exhibit faith and your faith in him. This is what the Bible says when it talks about eternal life. Because again, all of us, is gonna, we're going to be somewhere for eternity. You're going to be either in, 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 in heaven with God or in a place of torment. Because this is what God calls eternity. He says in, in St. John 17, uh, uh, 36, it says, This is life eternal, that they meaning any who believe, may know the know the, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. That's life eternal or eternal life. It's not just existing, but it's in knowing God, knowing the loving God, having relationship. If when you get relationship and know that he's for you, that God doesn't hate you, he's not against you. 
He's, he's here to help you, to bless you, to keep you, to uh, bring you comfort. If we look at the life of Christ, what did he do? He showed compassion. He healed. He fed. He, he sacrificed his life. He left authority with men. He did all of these things to show the love that God has for us. But the enemy desire is to say, oh, no, God hates you. He's out to get you. Oh, what you did, that thing you did, God, God will never forgive you. And then when you when you when you get when when we express faith in the Christ, oh, you'll never be good enough. I'll, yeah, I know you got saved, but how God's never going to use you. You just need to go sit in the corner somewhere because you'll never be able to do anything for Him. That's the enemy's job to accuse us. But when we get to know the only true God and His Son Jesus Christ, we'll we'll get knowledge. We'll get revelation. We'll get the light shine into us and on us. Well, we see, you know what? God loves me. And what God wants us to be is that receiver of his love. And when you receive God, you receive and you, begin, you get the knowledge that he loves you. And he, as he stated it in scripture over and over and over again. And again, these are what I'm calling grace foundations. For if we get the, the attitude and the knowledge and the revelation that God loves you, then who can be against you if God is for you? And one verse of scripture said, uh, he said, one may, uh, he said, one may chase a thousand and two ten thousand. He said in, in uh, Psalms 91, a thousand may fall at thy side, 10,000 at thy right hand. But none of these things, God is willing to keep you in the midst of chaos strictly because and simply because he loves you. And again, these are the foundation stones. These are the stone and the very stone that God sent into the world, which the world rejected. His own reject, they rejected love. They rejected Jesus Christ because he loved people. If you read through the scriptures and you see that when the woman was caught into adultery and they brought it, they pulled her out of the bed. Somehow the man escaped, but they got the woman, snatched her out of the bed, brought her before him. These were the, the, the church folk, the scribes and Pharisees, and said, Master, what say you? The Lord Moses said to stone her. But what did Jesus do? He said, he that hath, he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. Everybody that had a rock in their hand had to drop that rock, lay it to the side, and leave because all of them knew they were guilty. But what did Jesus do? He didn't condone her sin. He didn't tell her, no, go back down to the, uh, go back down to the, uh, on, on the street, on the corner. No. He told us, you know, go, go back to that same life that you had. But he says, I will not condemn you. That's what love does. It frees us from condemnation. One of the main tools that Satan uses against the, the body of Christ, since he couldn't stop you from being saved, now he wants to condemn us. And make us feel guilty of what we did in the past, of what we did yesterday. Jesus has forgiven you of every sin that you've ever done. Every sin that you, you're doing now. Or any sin that you might do in the past, in the future rather. Your past, present, and future. Jesus has forgiven you. He loves you. God loves you. And when you get that in your heart, miracles, signs, and wonders 
will begin to happen in your life. What did the writer say in the, in the, in the uh, epistles? He says, faith, faith works by love. Many of us, maybe we're not seeing, this may be one of the causes why we're not seeing answers to our prayer because we're hindered because our love walk. Not the, what, that we're not loving the world or we're not doing things to uh, our loved ones and we should love them and we should show love to the world. But we're not receiving the love from God and believing that you are worthy of his love, that you are worthy of his blessing, that you are worthy of his healing. You are worthy. You are worthy. And if you just receive what God has said for you, what God has done for you, what God has, 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 has a portion for you, you will see and you will know that God is for you. God is for you. God is for you. And if you receive what God has said, if you receive what he's already done, God's not getting ready to love you. So when when Johnny, when 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 uh, uh, when Mary, when she's when she comes off the street, I'll love her then. She if she can ever leave the street, if she can ever leave that street life. If 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 uh if 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 Jimmy can come off the street, if Big Boy can 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 let, can put put the drug life back, if he can he can let it go, I'll show him who I am. But no. This is what the scriptures, let me, let me read something to you out of, uh, out of the scriptures. It talks about in Romans 5, 7. Let's see if I can find that real quick. Romans 5 and verse 7. It says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet preadventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still wrapped up in that life, while we were still uh, 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 going to the drug house, while we were still lying, while we were still uh, uh, cheating on our taxes, while we were still doing all those things that we knew were displeasing to God, we were in that relationship God told us to leave. You know, our heart condemned us every time you knew, and you know what, this is not the man for me. This is not the woman for me. You know, this is not the lifestyle. I know this lifestyle is not pleasing to God, but you're still doing it. And God said, I love you. He will save you right where you are. He will come to the prison, wherever your prison is. You don't have to have bars of, in front of you so that, that, to be in prison. Many of us, you are a prison in your very house. You are a prison and you can be in a penthouse. You could be in a mansion. You could be in, in, in driving the finest car. The finest truck, living, wearing the finest clothes and jewelry, flying on your own private plane. But if you don't know the peace of God, this is why people they they jump out of buildings, they overdose on pills, they 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 drink themselves to death because they don't have the peace that Jesus said that passes all understanding. And most of all, if they only knew that God is not out to get them. God is relentlessly chasing them. He's hunting them, he's hunting you down. That's why he has you listen to this broadcast to let you know, I love you. I'm trying to get love to you. I, am, I gave my son the best that I have. When you didn't even know what love was, God is trying to get to you 
to show you who he is. That he's that he's not out to destroy you, but yet while we while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's an awesome God. Does, does that sound like somebody who's out to destroy you or setting traps for you or, or looking to trip, trip you up or curse you? Christ became the curse for us because you didn't pay your tithe last week, because you, you know, you didn't give any offerings. Oh, you, 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 you hadn't been in church in two Sundays or you had to work and you missed Bible study. Now Satan wants to, the enemy wants to be, be condemned. Oh, I'm, I'm condemned because, you know, I'm not worthy. You'll never be worthy in your flesh. For Jesus is our righteousness. That's why we can say, that's why I can say, I am the righteousness of God. Not because of what I done, but because of what he did. Jesus is my righteousness. Therefore, I can become boldly before the throne of grace because I know he loves me. I know we have that relationship. You can have it too. Only thing you actually do is come. Oh, you are uh, uh, laden and are heavy laden. You are burdened. You're carrying things. He says, give it to me. I'll show you. I'll give you rest. Let me take that. Come and learn me. Learn the rhythms of grace. Learn that God loves you. And this is the very foundation. See, many would say, you know what? That's, that's, Sunday, you know, that's a Sunday school lesson. John 3, 16, everybody know that. What, 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 what's stronger? What, what, I need some meat. How can you get stronger or more meatier than knowing that the, and, and researching and, and understanding the love of God, that you can't go, you can't go, you can't dig deep enough to get to the bottom of it. You can't go uh, from, you to the east to the west. You never run out of God's love. That's the deeper of God. The deeper of God is his love. Not trying to find a revelation that nobody else has ever preached, but getting a revelation that Jesus Christ came to show you the love of God for all of his children. Let's go now to the book of uh, Revelation, book of Romans, I'm sorry, Romans 12th chapter. And we're going to read more about how we can walk this out. This is Apostle Paul talking to the Roman church. Romans 12th chapter, verse 1. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So the first thing we'll say is, you know what? How can I, how can I become acceptable? Jesus makes you acceptable. Jesus does. And what Paul is saying here, becoming a living sacrifice, God's not asking you to get on the cross. He's not asking you to give up your life. He's asking you, he's asking me to present myself. In other words, voluntarily stay on the path, stay on the, that spiritual cross that he has assigned to me and to you and submit myself and let him live through me. That's what I talked about earlier about the rhythm of grace. That re that living sacrifice. Lord, not my will, but your will. Lord, uh, if, if this is not the person that you want me to marry, this is not the job that I should be on, Lord. Help me to live peaceably. 
with my wife, with my husband, with my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, to live peaceably on my job, to be that 10 times better person so that you can get the glory. See, that's the love of God. God wants to show himself in you. This is what he said in the scripture. He said, that, he said let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. God said, I want to show up in you. So that when they testify of, 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 of your good work, of the uh, of the life that you live, of the excellent work you're doing on your job, of uh, you've been rewarded for your children growing up and getting scholarships and having good jobs and uh, with good character. And they 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 do their own their assignment as far as what God has given them. And people come and say, How did you do it? Then you say, It wasn't me. Yes, I raised them. Yes, I corrected them. Yes, I loved on them. Yes, I cared for them. Yes, we clothed them. But was by the power and the love of God. It was through God's grace. It was through God's grace that got us through the hard times. It was God's grace that that helped, that helped us to feed them and to teach them. And when they wanted to go left, that we said, no, that's not the life that we live here. And that you will uh, you will go to church. You will uh, be uh, be be obedient to your mother and father. You will do things when they're children. And then not only did you talk uh, talk the talk, you walked it, and you loved them. You corrected them, but you loved them. You corrected them in love. That's how you walk it out. You walk out, and no, it doesn't mean you're the perfect parent. It means you're going to make mistakes. It means you're gonna you're gonna error. You're gonna you're gonna say some things. You may get angry at some at times when you shouldn't have. But yet, God has the ability to correct all your mess up, all your all your the places that you might not have raised. You might have did the perfect thing. That's why they have relationship. So anything that mom and dad didn't do perfectly, God is able to fix that. It don't mean that you do something, do things, and do things on purpose to damage them. No, but you do everything in love, and we pray within ourselves as parents. I know my wife and I, Danielle and I, we raised our children to the best of our ability. But you know what? We weren't the perfect parents. But we, but one thing we can say, we love them, and do love them. But we'll never love them as much or as much as more as God loves them. So Paul goes on to say, he says in the second verse, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. What uh, knowing and, and talking about uh, grace foundations and knowing the love that God has for us, our mind has got to be renewed. We would call it in in, in the uh, com with the computer. We would say, "Be I be reprogrammed," so that we would learn to receive God rather than trying to do for Him, because that's what much of the churches is as as based relationship on God is. It's what I do, how I serve, and I do I, how I minister, how I and how long I pray, how long I fast, how much I give, how often I give. I never how much as I attend. You know, I have perfect attendance, perfect tithing, perfect giving. You know, all of those things are good. But that's not relationship with God. God wants to, he wants you to know him. And when you're talking about knowing in the, in, in, in the Bible, in, in, the, 
And in uh, relational ways, in a, between a husband and a wife, that's their intimate relationship between husband and wife where seeds are sown and children are grown and, and, and children are, are added to the earth. Well, in our relationship with God, this is where we develop. This is where we share our life with God. We tell him our ups and downs and our ins and outs and our failures. And you know, God sees them. But yet we say, Lord, I need help in this area. Show me how to walk this out. Because that's what the body of Christ uh, uh, must do. And we as individuals must do. We must walk out this life practically and apply what we learn. For the scripture said there will be many who are forever learning. Uh, know the Bible from front to back. But it says they never come to the knowledge. They never get the revelation of true relationship with God, which is knowing his love. That's true relationship. That's truly knowing that God loves me, that God is for me, that God has already blessed me with every blessing, everything that I'll ever need, every spiritual blessing, everything that pertains unto life and godliness. God's already done it. That's what I meant by being a perfect receiver. Become that receiver that said, Lord, show me your goodness for me. Show me your love today. Show me, Lord, as I go about my daily job, Lord, do about my, my, my caring for this house or caring for my family or whatever you are doing, whether I'm driving, Lord, or in, 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 on my job, or my, whether I'm teaching or whatever I'm doing, I want you to show me your love today. I want to experience you. Relationship with God is, is experiential, if I could use that word, meaning I have experience with him that when I had nothing, when I came to Atlanta uh, 30, almost 30 plus years ago now, and I had to, I got the chance to experience living homeless, not having a home, sleeping on the floor, had $125 when I came to this, this city and stepped on the floor. Gladly, because I had nothing at home. I was leaving home and said, you know what? I knew that when, when God sent me over here and I prayed about it and said, Lord, is this the place to go? And in my spirit, I heard him say, Eric, I'm going to send you as a lamb among wolves. And I claimed to know that. And I knew when he said it, what he meant. And yet I came anyway. And when I, read, uh, I had many things to go through and deal with, but when I truly turned it all over to him and said, Lord, I need a job. I need, you know, you see, you see what I need. And God began to unfold. He gave me a beautiful wife. My, 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 my best, the outside of salvation, the best gift I've ever gotten. And he blessed us over and over and over and, and just elevated us. And as and I'm talking about, it elevated us as far as our relationship with him. Kept blessing and blessing and blessing because we realize it's not us. It's all about him. It's all about me knowing God. Having And the deeper my relation has gotten, the more I want to know more about him. And this is the foundations that God wants us to establish. And he wants me to establish as a minister of God is to let his people know that he is a God of love. And as we now begin to just wrap this up today, I wanted to cover a whole lot more.
But I want to go, let's go now to the book of uh, 1 John, 1 John 4, and chapter, we're going to go 1 John 4, verses 7 and 8, as we wrap up today. So says first in, in uh, book of 1 John, chapter 4, verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for God is love. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. If you want to know love, look to God. These are the very beginnings of what I want to express. And if you can grab a hold and just receive these simple teachings, it's not my desire to come complex. Because why speak above up in the clouds and just over, I've been in churches where men have used words, I'm looking around and I'm saying, man, what in the world did they just say? And look like the words they're talking about are a mile long and you're like, what? What? And you don't get anything out of it. But the teaching I believe must be simple. It must be having that, that wisdom that comes from above, that's gentle, easily, being, easily to be entreated. Easily to be understood. Jesus said, um, the, prophet, the prophet over in Isaiah 35 says that uh, there, the highway of God is so simple, so straight that the fool would not err. I pray that you got something out of teaching today. I am so blessed to be able to share the word of God with you. And I pray that you would seek out and just ask God, Father, show me your love, your great love you have for me. That not only I can receive it, but then I can speak it and show it to others who are around me. Be blessed the next time we return on Journeys in Grace.